this is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry. And now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd. Nero Knox, welcome to Music Stories. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's nice to see you, Tony. Nice to meet you. Nice to, nice to see you too. Uh, now you're what we might call a bit of a rocker. Um, you're a rock guitarist, and um, you've got a new single out uh, called "I Don't Believe You." We'll talk about that in a minute. How did you all get started, though, in the music business? You know, because it's it's every boy's dream to be a rock guitarist. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it was a bit different. I my dream was to be a rock icon. Ah, even better. Because, you know, there's a lot of icons that are not <laughs> maybe a master of their craft. Mm. Uh, I, I guess in the same respect that Arnold Schwarzenegger is a movie star more than an actor. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, so it started in actually the vanity side of it. I, I had no idea that I was going to be uh, successfully skilled at doing it. Mm. I, you know, it all started where, where, where I... I mean, I loved music all my life, but uh, yeah, and uh, when I was 13, there was a, a a girl that in my class that liked Guns N' Roses, and I needed to find a way to impress her. So I decided that I'm buying a guitar, and the second day, so I bought a guitar, and the next day I told her that I'm starting a band. I had no idea what I'm going to do. I didn't know how to play the guitar. I broke a string on the third day, and I thought I broke the guitar. <laughs> Like, I didn't know how it works or anything like that. And uh, But I got to say, I kind of forgot about Donna very quick, you know, uh, after I started playing. I forgot about her. And uh, I just started going into the guitar. It was like a new rabbit hole for me. Like, all the stuff you can do with it. Those years, you know, like... Um, you know, discovering it was like early '90s, so mm. you know, discovering uh, all this stuff that was still very hot from the '80s. You know, and oh. it so it didn't work with the girl, but it set you yeah. on a career. <laughs> it did, yes, it did, and uh, funny enough, I got engaged last week. So, ah, congratulations! Okay. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Okay. And was you know? was your fiance obviously impressed with your performance? I don't think so. She ha- she 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 actually used to go out with a, a much more famous rock star than I am. Actually, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he was uh, you know kind as I am. Oh well, so, <laughs> well that, so. that's probably more important. I tell you what, Nero, let's have a little listen to uh, the first part of your of your song, shall we? It's Nero sure. Knox with "I Don't Believe You" on Music Stories. Okay, what? Everybody play their air guitar. Here we go.
Wow, love it. I'm listening on studio headphones and uh, the production on that is fantastic, isn't it, Nero? Yeah? <laughs> I, can, I can't hear you at the moment. Are you, are you there? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't there. want to interrupt the song, but I was just going like that, you know? Like, <laughs> it was expensive, so I think... Uh, I mean, the idea was also to make it sound expensive, you know? Like, I wanted it to be off-the-shelf kind of standard, high-standard yeah. recording. Well, that's amazing. Um, and I'd love to see you play live uh, and play that. How, how are the gigs? Are you doing a tour or gigs at all? You know what? I've done so many gigs in my life and tours, and I haven't done a single gig with uh, with this with this thing yet because I've, I've always been in bands. I was a guitarist most of my life, you know. Like the guitar is my thing, you know. Mm. And, uh, the problem I had was uh, that you know, in some of the bands I was in, the singers didn't just sing. I guess the way that I thought the songs should be sung. I mean, I wasn't always the the guy writing the songs, but a lot of the times, obviously, I would bring ideas and input. And mm. uh, when it came to my ideas, I never felt satisfied. And then when I did find the right singers to do these things, or at least closer, then sometimes it would be different issues. Like, you know, they wouldn't be a character as I am or have a stage presence. And I, for, for me, as a team player, it was very important, the whole, the team. That was the final, you know, that was the main objective. And I was like, it's not really good where the guitarist is... Uh, the I don't I'm not gonna say the best, uh, but uh, I guess the most noticeable thing. Mm. Uh, and, and you know I played with drummers that you know drummers usually sit behind you, you know. But I I played with drummers who blew my mind, you know. Or, uh, you know some of the drummers I played with. Uh, uh, so I'm very very appreciative to good craftsmanship and uh, to you know that guy who's gonna or girl who's going to lock themselves in a room for seven hours and just beat the hell or, you know, master that thing because, you know, mm -hmm. they want to be the best they can. Uh, yeah. Probably because I don't do it myself. You know, I don't. <laughs> I, I would have probably been much better if I did. I used to, though, when I was a kid, I used to. And this is what I remember, you know, the, the stench of the nickel on my fingers and the sweat in my tiny little room i grew up in israel mind you very hot country yeah sure <laughs> wow and uh, you know and i guess this thing is a new thing for me because at some point i was like the last band i had did very well but covid came and you know some personal stuff in between the members and whatever everyone just went their own way and it's all good but uh, i was like i'm just gonna do like like brian adams you know i'm just gonna do my thing and get the people that I I, I I had a very clear vision of the sound, like you said, and all those things. So I got that all done. And in between recording the album, I, I, I went to Russ, which is the the singer from Diamond Head. He's like a phenomenal singer. And, and I took a lot of coaching from him. And, you know, I started getting people saying, which is very new to me, saying, wow, you can really wail. I love your the tone of your voice things that I wouldn't even aim to hear from people, suddenly encouraging me to take the front. Also, it was very weird for me, in rehearsals at least, that I can't just move around. I have to be on, on the same spot now. Mm -hmm. And I can't have the hair on my face. Because, you know, I kind of grew up, you know, looking at guys like Jimmy Page, Joe Perry, Slash. And suddenly, 
I'm this guy singing his own stuff with with his band. Yeah. So it's kind of new to me, you know. It's uh, I don't I don't have that hair problem now. <laughs> yeah, well, give a few years for me, and I guess I don't know. <laughs> Who's your inspiration as a musician? Obviously, a guitarist, I would say. I mean, it would have to be. I mean, I, I know it's going to be. It's probably an answer that millions of people say that give you that answer, but it it has to be Slash. Might be for different reasons, mm. but for me, it was it was the David Gilmore element in Slash right, right. that I, that I really liked. Mm. His soulfulness, you know, the way that he will just bend a string in such a way that you gotta at least believe that you can sense some of the guy's personality yeah. and, you know, grace. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know him at all, but I, I would, you know, if I had to bet money on if he's, he is or isn't, I bet he's a very grace, graceful, or sorry, gracious person because mm. I think you can feel that no matter, you know, living in London for 19 years, I learned that I hear every language you can imagine living in this place, right? Yeah. And, music is so universal because I, I came across people who couldn't even speak to me like their English was so bad but I could see in their eyes I could see what they want to tell me like I'm coming off some gig and some guy you know is like oh, yeah. you know you see it on their face I just touched them and you know I think it has to do a lot with conviction when you play and I say that a lot when people ask me yeah. it's not just the attitude it's conviction you know I really like the those kind of that sound as well i mean i i never really listened to you know the rolling stones beatles because the sound didn't have that kind of over push you know uh, i mean it's the era that you know that you grow up in i'm guessing uh, because when where i was growing up there was a better sound standard already so that stuff became like second grade to me even though the biggest artist I was influenced by, I always praise, you know, those artists because they probably did the best thing that you could do at the time. Amazing. Um, Amazing. Yeah. That's uh, it's really good advice for people listening to this episode as well. Um, very inspirational. Thank you very much. Uh, your your website is neronox.com, which is spelled N-I-R-O-K-N-O-X.com, and all the information is there. Um, it's a great website, by the way. And um, your new single, I Don't Believe You, is out and available now everywhere. And um, we played a bit earlier on. I wish I could play a lot more. Um, but thank you very much for talking to me on Music Stories. It's really nice to meet you, Tony, and I hope maybe on a few more releases I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to follow, follow you and um, keep in touch. We'll uh, definitely do another interview as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a nice day. Cheers. Thank you. Tony Lloyd, creating audio and film worldwide.